Give the Lord another hand clap of praise today. Praise God. Praise God. So thankful for God's goodness and His mercy. Glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Again, it is so good to see everyone that's in the house of God today. And uh, good to see Brother Curtis able to be in church today. And uh, thankful for the touch of the Lord that God has given him. Good to see Brother and Sister McDaniel able to be in church today. Amen. Lord bless them. We miss them when they are not in the house of God. Good to see everyone that is here. Don't forget, Friday night is our youth rally. Uh, Brother Joel Booker will be here preaching for us from California. And uh, he'll be preaching Friday night and then again Sunday morning and Sunday night next week. We're looking forward to a great time in the Lord. I know it is a youth rally, but it's a rally for all of us. And uh, so let's all come and support the young people uh, across this area. And let's see God do something great for us. I believe that God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Last year at our youth rally, I think it was four people that received the Holy Ghost for the first time. And uh, we're still rejoicing in that and looking forward to God doing it again here Friday night, and so remember that. Then February the 13th, we're having a special retreat, and uh, it's a marriage retreat, and uh, so I want to invite the entire uh, church congregation that is married, and uh, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have it at the gym. It's going to be Saturday night, February the 13th, Brother and Sister Godair from North Carolina will be here with us. 
and uh, talking to us. And uh, we'll have a steak dinner, <clears throat> and it's only going to cost you $10 a person, so $20 a couple. And this will kind of help us provide for the food. And uh, we're looking forward to a great time. I, I highly recommend, I highly encourage, I highly um, uh, insinuate, I highly, uh, whatever all those words are, that you would come. Not ma- don't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how young you are. We're all still in this together, and we're trying to be uh, the couples that God would have us to be. And the church that God wants us to be. Amen. So that will be February the 13th. Then February the 26th and 27th is Youth Weekend over at Brother Hare's. And uh, we'll be taking young people over there for that. And so remember those announcements. And uh, let's just have a great time in the Lord. I believe there is their choir practice Thursday night. Choir practice Thursday night at 7 o'clock, so don't forget that. They'll be practicing one more time for uh, the youth rally and uh, want to be here Thursday night at 7 o'clock for all the choir members, and we're going to have a great time in the Lord. I'm looking forward to God doing something good for us. I'm looking forward to God doing something good for us today. Amen. Amen. Such a beautiful day outside and uh, nice, cool weather. And uh, sun shining, man, it's a beautiful day, and it's a good day for somebody to receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. Anybody glad you got the Holy Ghost today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing, and I highly recommend it to you. And if you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost today, you ought to get to know Him before you leave this service this morning. I tell you, it will be the best thing that's ever happened to you on this side of glory is receiving the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. What is it? It is simply the Spirit of God. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. Then you're baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then you rise to walk in the newness of life. Amen. I love serving God. I'm happy about serving God. I've got no complaints in God. God has been good to me. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. And uh, we'll get into the Word of the Lord there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Again, we say thank you to all of our guests that are here today. So glad that you came to be in the house of the Lord with us. Verse number 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. I want to take from this last little bit here in this Scripture that with the temptation also make a way to escape. I want to talk about escape today. Amen. Lord bless you for standing. You may be seated. There has been some great escape artists in the world and 
and uh, as I as I have uh, read and I have seen pictures of uh, the the great prisons that they have built, and uh, my mind goes back to I believe it is Alcatraz that's out on an island trying to keep people from having the ability to escape. And then uh, not too long ago, uh, they captured someone who had escaped a prison in Mexico. And uh, from a prison in Mexico, they said he went through tunnels and all kinds of things to dig his way out of prison when probably he went through the front door. But anyway, they have captured him again, trying to keep people from escaping prison. Escape is just simply to slip away, to uh, just simply some way slip away, to be able um, to get out of restraints or confinement. Houdini was known as one of the great escape artists. They did not make a lot that he was not able to uh, undo. They did not make anything that he was not able to escape. I don't know how he did all those things, and some of those things still uh, mess with my mind today. It's a lot of illusions and different ways that they have to do things. I find it very interesting. But, But there has been those who have escaped out of some of the most tragic situations. It's always interesting to read books, and you don't have to read a story very long till you find out who is the friend of the author. The friend of the author is, he has great ability. He has um, uh, great skill. He has Normally, he, he or she is the best looking. Normally, he or she has the fastest gun if it's a Western. Normally, he or she has the fastest car, the fastest automobile. Whatever they need to be able to take care of the situation that will occur in the story, you will find that they have the abilities, all the skills. I, uh, I was listening... Uh, on a CD or something a few years ago to uh, uh, a writer. And uh, he has a guy on there in many different stories. And uh, it's so far-fetched till it's not very entertaining to me. My wife kind of likes it. But I have found that there's more things entertaining to listen to than that. But he he was caught in sea. And uh, he sunk out in the midst of a raging sea, and somewhere all hope was gone. It looked like that he would never survive, that the story is ending and he has lost his life. But the author needed him for the next book that he was going to write. Somewhere down a thousand foot below the surface, he found an air pocket. Imagine that. And he was able to survive for days, and he escaped. Uh, sheer death by his abilities to stay in that air pocket. Now, I don't know how how possible that is, but anything is possible when you are a friend of the author. When the author seems to feel like there is need for you in the next story to make him another couple million bucks, he will keep you alive at all costs. 
And I am glad today to know that I am a friend of the author. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Amen. The ability to escape. I, I read the Scripture this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 13. It says, this is what the commentaries have to say about the Scripture. This verse gives assurance of the inter- eternal keeping of God's power in all temptation. That there is no matter what comes against you, the ability that God has to keep you from falling is still there. But we must, we must comply with what the Word of God tells us to comply with. We must follow the instructions. No man can be kept from falling if he does things in his own way, and his own will, and his own desires. But a man must be submissive to the power and the authority of God. Any man who rejects these conditions of living right will someday see that he cannot escape death and eternal punishment. But I am glad to know that with every temptation, God has already made a way of escape. This world that we live in is very sinful. This world that we live in is growing more sinful every day. Wickedness is on every hand. It's on every corner. It's in everything that you do, everywhere you go. You see, evil is always present. The writer said that when I would do good, evil is always present with me. It's on every hand. It's on every turn. It's on every corner. Amen. But the Scripture said that John chapter 16 and verse 33, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that it that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your confidence in God. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. There is still the ability and the keeping power of God. The devil is a liar when he tells you you've got to sin a little bit every day. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Amen. My Bible tells me that God is still able to keep us from falling. Amen. 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 There is something about man that God sincerely loves. Man was God's prize creation. Man was God's greatest creation. When God made all the world, He looked and He said, Let us make man in our own image. The Bible said that we are made and created 
in the image of God. And then after God made man, He stooped down over the balconies of heaven and He breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living soul. The writer in Psalms had it to say like this in verse number, or chapter 8 and verses number 4 and 5. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou, thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and had crowned him with glory and an honor. What is it about man that God so sincerely loves? Amen. I can tell you it is that man is a living soul. Man will spend eternity somewhere. Ever since man was created, the devil has been trying to destroy him. Because the devil understood that he was created in the image of God. That there is a living soul there that the devil is trying to destroy. That's the reason why the devil is warring against you and trying to destroy you. Because he knows that ye are the apple of God's eyes. God loves the animals. God loves the trees. God loves the plants. God loves the rest of his creation. But mankind, man and woman, is still the apple of God's eye. And the devil has so, so fiercely and so, so continuously tried to destroy man, trying to keep him down. But with every temptation, God has always made a way of escape. The fall in the garden of mankind did not catch God by surprise or catch Him unaware or catch Him unprepared because God had a plan. When Cain and Abel, Cain killed his brother Abel, God had a plan. God had a way for him to escape. He said, if you do well, you're going to prosper. But if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. When God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with utter destruction, fire and brimstone, God still had a plan and a way to escape. Because he sent the angels of the Lord unto the city, to Lot's house, and said, Lot, you need to get out of town because judgment is coming against these cities. God's always tried to save man. God's always tried to spare man. God's always gave man a way to escape. I look at David when he sinned, God did not cast him away, but God gave him a way to escape. And I want to tell you today, if you have made mistakes and you have come up short of God's expectations, 
and even your own expectations, God is still made a way through the blood of Jesus Christ for you to escape the punishment of hell. We find that in Genesis it tells us a story that God seen the wickedness of mankind. Genesis chapter number 6. He's seen that men's mind, their heart, their desire was on wicked continually. And it repented God that He made man. And He said, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also his flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The destruction was coming in a hundred and twenty years. God was going to destroy the entire world and mankind. But in verse number 8 it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah, a righteous man, caught God's attention. And for one man, God said, I'm going to give a way of escape. Yes, destruction is coming, but I'm going to give them a way to escape destruction. To anyone who wants to get out, to anyone who wants to be saved, the Scripture tells us that Noah began to build an ark. It was built according to the plan that God had given. Now go back and look at this. To every problem, God had an answer. But the answer had to be followed according to God's plan. For the plan to work, for the will of God to work, for the message that God sends to work, it has to be followed. You cannot do it your own way. You have to submit to the will of God. What if Noah would have said, God, gopher wood is too hard to find. I believe I'll make it out of live oak wood. No, Noah, it has to be gopher wood. You see what God is telling us through all the Old Testament the types, the shadows, the plan, the following of the plan, to the dotting of the I, to the crossing of the T, the New Testament plan of salvation must be followed to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. You can't say, I'm just a good person and expect to be saved. But you have to do it according to God's plan. There is a way of escape. We find that he began to build the ark. The Bible tells us in the New Testament that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He began to tell the people, God's going to destroy the world. God's going to send a flood. What are you doing, Noah? I'm building an ark. What's the ark for? It's for the saving 
of mankind. It's for the saving and preserving of what is the known world at this time. What's God going to do? God's going to destroy the world. Amen. What's preaching doing today? Preaching is telling you, hey, all of us is going to die. All of us is going to stand before God. All of us is going to give an account for the deeds that we have done, either good or evil. There's coming an end. You can't see by the writing on the wall. You can't tell by what the times are saying. You can't tell by by what's going on around you. The world is coming to an end. God is coming back. Amen. God is coming back for a church. God is coming back for a people. Amen. But you do not have to be destroyed I have heard people say how can a merciful God how can a just God how can a long suffering God send people to hell the creation that he so loves how can he send them to hell God gives us a plan hell was never created for you sir Hell was never created for you, ma'am. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. Anyone who goes there or spends eternity is there is there by choice. It's not by the will of God. It's not by the plan of God. It's not by the escape route that God has given us. Because God said, I don't want you to go there. I'm giving you a way to escape. I'm giving you a plan. I'm giving you an opportunity. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to spend eternity in hell. You don't have to hear the demons scream in your name. Because there is a way of escape. Noah builds an ark. No doubt people laughing. No doubt people making fun. No doubt people making light. What are you doing now, Noah? Well, God told me to put pitch on it on the inside and on the outside. God told me to put one door in the ark. Well, don't you know an ark that big needs more doors? Don't you know a heaven that big has many different avenues to get there? There's only one way to be saved. There's only one door. Anybody that comes any other way, the Scripture says, is a thief and a robber. We must come through Jesus Christ. We must come through Jesus Christ. We must come through Jesus Christ. That's the reason why you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. That's the reason why you must take on the name of Jesus Christ in water baptism. There is a way to escape the pollutions of this world. There is a way to escape eternal damnation of your soul. Amen. There is a heaven and there is a hell. We don't hear it preached about a lot, 
about escaping hell. But I want to tell you, it's not some peaceful place or some exotic place that people would write about or people would sing about. I can remember back in the late 70s, a song came out by ACDC. I'm on the highway to hell. Look, mama, look, preacher. I'm on the highway to hell and can't nobody change my mind. All my buddies is going to be there. All my friends is going to be there. We're going to have a party. I want to tell you, it's not going to be a reunion in hell. It's not going to be a party in hell. Amen. But there's demons in hell. There's murderers in hell. There's fire in hell. There's brimstone in hell. There's a lake of fire in hell. And you don't have to go there. There's a way to escape. There's a way to escape today. There is a way to escape. What are you doing, Noah? I'm putting pitch on the outside of this ark. That stuff's itchy. That stuff's nasty. That stuff's hard to work with. Can't you put something else on it? No, because God had said that I must pitch it within and without. Can't you go another way? Can't I just accept Christ as my personal Savior? Can't I just believe on the Lord and be saved? No, you need to read the rest of that Scripture. That's not all that it says. Amen. You've got to do the will of God. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You've got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God. There is a plan. There's a way to escape. There's a way to be saved. Any old way won't work. But there is an escape route. Seven days after the completion of the ark, after the animals. Now you would think any man or woman, boy or girl, in their right mind would see the animals two by two walking up to the ark and walking in that old boat that Noah built would say, hey man, something must be going on here. God must be in this. You would think people today could look at the signs of the times and look at the world that we are living in today and look at what's going on in the world today. Pestilence, diseases, that's what that is. Earthquakes and famine. We need to feed the world. There's people starving to death today. We need to feed them. We've got to do this. How many donations have you given? How many times have you been called? Donate to this call. Do this. Do this. Help this one. Move here. Do that. Work in this field. Do this. Do this. Help somebody. They're hungry. They need help. Amen. We need to give the refugees a safe place to live. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to move here. There's all kinds of wars and rumors of wars. 
Read Matthew chapter 24. Earthquakes in diverse places. A few years ago, did anybody even know what a tsunami was? But now we're all familiar with it because it's happening. The signs of the time points that the animals is walking up the old game plank, going into the ark. And here we are so unconcerned about where we will spend eternity. I want to tell you there's something more important than your IRA today. There's something more important than your bank account today. There's something more important than what you're losing in the stock market today. There's something more important than where you're going to go on summer vacation today. And that's where you're going to spend eternity. I don't plan on going there, preacher. I don't plan on going to hell. I don't plan on being lost. I don't plan on spending eternity there. Where would you go if you took your last breath right now? The animals walking up, going into the ark two by two, and people looking, well, that's that's a strange thing there. I've never seen that before. How many times have we said we've never seen that before? We've just authorized and gave money and funds to Iran, which hates Israel's guts, where they can get nuclear weapons. I can't understand it. When they say what we would want to do is annihilate Israel off of the face of the earth. And still, America, which has been a strong ally of Israel ever since we came into existence. That's not by accident. Because God's Word said, I'm going to bless those who bless you. And I'm going to curse those who curse you. I want to tell you, if we're not very careful, church, I know there's not a lot that we can do about it, but it shows us the signs of the time that the Lord is about to come back, that judgment is about to be rained out, and we need to be prepared. We need to listen to the plan. We need to get right with God. I know this may not be the happy message that you come to hear today, but it's what God gave me to preach. But I am giving you a happy message that you don't have to be lost. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to hear Him say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. But you can hear Him say, Well done! Thy good and thy faithful servant enter into the joys of the Lord. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm working for. I want to be right. I want to be right. I want to use the escape plan that God has given us.
What are you doing, Noah? Well, we've never seen it on this measure before, Noah. The ark full of animals. But it stinks in there. And all of a sudden, seven days is finished. The Scripture says that God shut the door. Noah didn't shut the door. I'm not shutting the door. But God shut the door. All I know is how to look at signs of the time and know it's time to get right with God. All I know is how to preach what God has laid on my heart for this service this morning. I'm not going to shut the door, I promise you. But one day the door is going to be shut. And it's not going to be me. It's not going to be you that shuts the door. But it's going to be God that shuts the door. And all of a sudden there was a sound that they had never heard before. Rain. We've never seen it rain. Waters come out of the sky. We've never seen that. All of a sudden, thunder and lightning begins to roll and flash across the world. Amen. Fountains of the deep begin to spring up. Water, what's all of this? What's going on? And somebody's mind goes back. I remember Noah preaching and telling us it's going to rain. It's going to rain. I'm telling you today, you're going to spend eternity somewhere. You need to get right with God. You need to follow the plan. You need to repent. You need to give your life to God. You need to submit your will to God's will. Someday, Noah. Someday, Noah. Someday, Noah. And that day, they came running to the ark. The game plank was gone. The door was no longer open, but it was just open yesterday. God shut the door. Noah. Hey, Noah. Noah, open the door, Noah. Hey, Noah, remember me? I helped, I helped put that board, I helped put that latch on that door, Noah. Remember, I worked on the ark. I, I was a convert at one time. I believed what you were saying at one time. Noah, come on, he'll open the door for me. I know him real well. He'll open, I know Brother Looper will open the door. I, I, I know Brother Duplessis for years. I know, I know they'll open the door. But see, Noah didn't shut the door. And Noah didn't have what it took to open the door. God shut the door. I want to tell you the door of salvation is wide open today. It's a decision that you've got to make. I want to live for God. I want to dedicate to God. I want to commit to God. I want to be what God wants me to be. As they come to the music today, Can you imagine the screaming? Noah. The claw marks that was on the side of that old boat. See, God 
did not leave mankind hopeless. God left mankind with the plan to escape the judgments. God does not leave you hopeless today. Drugs will leave you hopeless. Alcohol will leave you hopeless. Entertainment will leave you unfulfilled. Relationships will forsake you. But God gives us hope. With every temptation, He's already made a way of escape. And He's made your way today. Your way is stepping out from where you're sitting right now and making your way to an old-fashioned altar and saying, God, I want to get in the boat. What is the modern-day boat? I'll tell you what it is. It's the church. You can't sign a decision card and get in the church. You can't shake my hand and get in the church. No, you got to come God's way. Amen. I've had people ask me, how do I join the church? You can't join the church. You've got to be reborn into the church. That's the only way to get in the real church. That's the repent of your sins, just like Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38 said. When they ask, what shall we do? Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the New Testament plan that God has given you to escape eternal damnation of your soul. Who is that escape route? Jesus came to John the Baptist to be baptized of Him in the wilderness. John said, Seeing Jesus come unto him, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. See, sin had come into the world. The devil thought he had condemned every part of flesh. But God already had a way to escape. He sent forth His Son. God took on and He robed Himself in flesh. Amen. He went to a cross and He stretched Himself wide. He said, you don't take my life. No man takes my life. But I give it for mankind. You don't have to be lost. As every head bowed, every eye closed right now. If I could have every saint of God just to join me in prayer just for a few moments. God has brought us together for such a time as this. God has brought you to this place this morning not by accident, not by coincidence, but by the divine will and the divine plan and purpose of God. That God has brought you to tell you 
there is a way to escape. But you have to apply the plan of God to your life. You have to comply with the plan and the commandments of God. Could I ask somebody just to reach out to the Lord right now? Help me pray today. Whoever you are, wherever you're at in the walk of life, would you examine yourself today? And if you have not followed the plan and the will of God to escape the pollutions of this world, to escape the judgment day, would you stand up from where you're sitting and make your way to this altar and say, God, here I am. I must be saved. That's just saying, God, I thank you for the way that you placed for me to escape. I want to take advantage of it today. I want to comply with the plan and the will of God. How many souls could the ark have held? But only eight souls were spared the destruction that God sent upon the world. How many more people could fit inside the sanctuary today? There's room for you at the cross. As we all stand right now, church, would you help me just a moment? Would you lift your voice unto the Lord right now? Would somebody reach out and touch God? There's souls in this place that God is reaching for today. There's people that God is calling today. There's people that God is calling to the cross right now. He's offering you a way of escape. He's offering you a way of escape. Why don't you come? Why don't you come right now? Oh, Holy Ghost as a church praise. Come on. Come on. Reach out and touch the Lord. Reach out and touch the Lord. Would you come? Come on. Step out from where you're standing. Hallelujah. The door's still open. There's still time. There's still opportunity. There's still chance. Would you come today? I make a call to everyone who does not know God and the power of the Holy Ghost. I make a call to all the backsliders. I make a call to you that are cold and indifferent with God. Would you come today? Would you come today? Would you come to this altar today? Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'm holding these altars open just a little bit longer. The door is open. The door of salvation is open right now. Won't you come? Come on. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be intimidated by the lies of Satan. But come to this altar today. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. 
Here I am, God, as a church gathers around right now. Would you step out and come with the church today and say, Here I am, God. I must be saved. I must be saved. I must be saved. Oh, above everything in this world, Lord. Above everything in this world, everybody in this house, why don't you make your way to this front right now? Whatever I have to do, God, whatever the plan tells me to do, God, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I want the blood applied right now. I want the blood applied right now. I thank you for the way of escape that you've given me, God. I thank you for the opportunity that you've placed before me this Sunday morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Find somebody to pray with today. Find somebody to help right now. Everybody find somebody to pray with. Amen. Women, grab another's hand. Men, put your arm around somebody right now. Oh, the Holy Ghost wants to do the work today. God wants to give someone a way of escape today. God wants to give someone help today. Oh, find somebody to pray with right now. We're stronger together. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you. I need you. I need you, God. I need you. 